Welcome to Forged Empire Podcast. Be warned, we're not your typical Christian podcast. We tell it like it is, we don't pull punches, and we're committed to teaching biblical truth even when that truth hurts your feelings. Sensitive listener discretion is advised. Let's rock. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. James 1, verses 2 through 4. Hello and welcome back to Forged in Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading the show and joining me today. I'm Matt, your host, and uh, I do want to apologize because I know I'm a day late and a dollar short. Uh, it's now Monday, about 8.40-ish in the p.m. as I'm recording this, uh, so the show should release late tonight. I'm going to go ahead and just do it all in one go, a little peek behind the scenes. But uh, I did have a big weekend, had a lot going on, had some uh, new recording equipment on the way, which is now in and set up. I'm using it as we speak, so hopefully that will increase just the, the sound quality and, and just the overall quality of the show. And so uh, if it does or if it doesn't, reach out, let me know, Podcast at gmail.com. On that note, we've also got our website up and running. It is forgedinfirepodcast.org. O-R-G. It is up and running and functional, but it is not yet finished. I'm still working on things, you know, working on getting the episode archive up there. That's just going to allow me to do a little more, you know, there instead of just the podcast, you know, there'll be some videos up there or there'll be some, just some text posts, um, really just kind of, I just feel led to it. And, and so we'll see what the Lord does with that. That should be interesting. Also, my mother came down to visit for the weekend. Uh, I am still a mama's boy. Ain't nothing wrong with that whatsoever, especially here in the South. And so, uh, you know, we live in different states now. So she came down for the weekend to visit with uh, my wife and I and our five uh, children, three dogs, ten chickens, and partridge in a pear tree. There's some cats in there, too, somewhere. It's it's a zoo at my house. But, you know, never a dull moment around here. With all that being said, it's time to get back to work. This is This episode is going to serve as an introduction to a series that I'm going to call T-R-O-U-B-L-E, like the Travis Tritt song. Shout out to Travis Tritt. Not that he's listening, but that would be pretty cool. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about trouble. Okay, we're going to have several parts with just kind of a, a big picture uh, overriding topics. Uh, what, why, and who. The what is uh, trouble itself. Why is at least I think, pretty self-explanatory, but that'll be a couple of parts on its own. And then the who, and that is really the silver lining through this whole message. The who is Christ, because no matter what, you're not going to have to do this by your lonesome. And so that's kind of how things are going to go over the next few weeks. I want to, before we get into the meat of it, though, you know, I, I really try hard. I don't want to say I pride myself, but I take it very seriously. I keep it real around here. You know, I'm, I'm one of the realest dudes you're ever going to meet. I'm not doing this because I'm perfect or because I've got all the answers. Absolutely not on both counts. And so I just, I try to be transparent. I try to keep it real. Uh, you know, transparent within reason. But uh, I'm going to give you just a little bit of backstory and, and get a little personal on, number one, why I chose this passage to begin. I'm now on my second marriage. Uh, I was married for 10 years the first time around, and uh, I hung around way longer than I should have because, frankly, I don't believe in divorce. I believe anything can be fixed if, if 
if, one more time, if both of you want it to be fixed and if you have the Lord in the mix. Because let me paint you a, a verbal picture with words, okay? Imagine a triangle, and you are, some of you have probably seen this this exact uh, image I'm talking about. If you are on the bottom corner of the triangle, and then your spouse is on the opposite corner of the triangle, and you're both heading up toward Jesus as the third top point of the triangle, as you get closer to him, you cannot help but get closer to each other. Those two lines eventually will meet right there. And in my first marriage, that just was not the case. Uh, it was very one-sided. There was some, uh, well, she was unfaithful, but, you know, out of respect and, and privacy, that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But one day, several years ago, just kind of in the midst of, of dealing with all this, and uh, let, let me throw out there, too, I was not raised in church. I didn't set foot in a church until I was 15 years old when some neighbor friends of ours, they started uh, just coming over to play basketball with us in the summertime and then invited us to church and we went. And that was really my first experience ever taking the gospel and, and salvation as something serious. So I don't have that background. I never really did. And at this point, uh, of course, I was still a believer. You know, I got saved when I was 17. But man, let me just say, you, you couldn't tell. You wouldn't just look at me and know I was a Christian at the time. It was just a time I was breaking down. I was crying and, and you know, just crying out to God. You know, Lord, I had my Bible in my hand. I was like, you've got to help me out here. You know, you've got to show me something because I don't even know what I'm going to do. And actually in that, I dropped my Bible and it fell on the floor and it fell open on James chapter one. And this passage is the very first thing that my eyes went on. Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have a perfect work. You may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. And I just felt it's like the tears stop. And, you know, you hear about that, that peace that surpasses all understanding. It's real. Okay. It's legit. I don't know if you've experienced, I'm sorry, my throat's dry. Let me grab some coffee. Uh, I, I don't know if that will really help because it's a hot liquid, but it's still wet. So we'll see. And, uh, so ever since then, for, for many, many years, that passage has really stuck with me. And, uh, j just to be a little more transparent, it's really, really easy for me to, to ramble off on this topic. Okay. Because in short, that moment, that is where that, that, that is the whole reason that this podcast got started. That moment was really where this particular seed got planted. It's a huge topic. It's very important to everybody in general, but to me personally, it's there. It's got a lot of significance as well, and there's a lot to unpack. And so for this introduction, we're just going to start with that opening passage, James 1 verses 2 through 4, okay? So moving on, here's the deal, is you guys know by now that uh, I don't care for the prosperity gospel. It's a lie. I hate is a really strong word, but I'll say I strongly dislike because it's a lie and it is destructive. I have seen people walk away from the Lord because they believe these things, you know, and, and there are two lies, two main lies that are 
constantly touted by the prosperity gospel or, or the health and wealth gospel, whatever you want to call it. And that is, number one, that God will never give you more than you can handle. And number two, if something bad happens, it's because you don't have enough faith. And that one in particular, that came directly from Joyce Meyer. Although, I, I have to admit, and I was glad to see that she has rescinded this statement recently, praise God. But that one came directly from her, and she's not the only one spouting it, though. And so we're going to go ahead and tackle these together because, first of all, God will never give you more than you can handle. Everybody's heard that saying. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> okay. At best, that is a, a, a misunderstanding, a case of misinformation. And at worst, it is a blatant and vicious lie. God will constantly give you more than you can handle. So you will lean on him. Okay. And, and more than that, it's ongoing. It's constant. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, every single hour of every single day of every year of your life is going to suck because you're just getting assaulted on all sides by, I don't know, bill collectors, car trouble, relation, you know, whatever. It doesn't mean that, that it's going to be hard all the time, but it's ongoing. It, you know, there's never a level of faith that you can reach where you're never going to have issues again. Okay. It's a constant work in progress. And, this is a big one. It's really big. You've got to get this and mo more importantly, accept it right off the bat. And if you think it's wrong or that it's not fair, that's irrelevant. Okay. Because the cold hard truth is that you will have trouble in your life. Okay. Now, like I said, does that mean it's going to be a constant or, or never ending component of your life? No, but just rest assured that you're going to face some rough patches. Okay. It is going to happen. Now, James says here in the opening passage, he says to count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, two things here. Number one, hopefully you could pick it up by my, my emphasis. That was, that was a little inside joke for some of you who know me. Emphas I put the emphasis on the wrong syllable, uh, but the emphasis is on when not if, okay? James did not say if you fall into diverse temptation. He said when. And diverse temptations here doesn't refer to temptation to sin, like being tempted to sin, but to trials and tribulations, okay? In the Greek, that phrase that is translated diverse temptations, oikilos parasmos, which literally means trials of many kinds. And it is the exact same language that uh, Peter used in his first epistle. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, in his first epistle, uh, it's in First Peter 1, 6, when he said manifold temptations. It's, it literally the same two words there. Okay, and so trouble, that's really just the big point where we're starting. This is the what, you know, trouble is going to happen, period. We're told that over and over and over again in Scripture. Okay, but I'm going to drop just a few of you, just a few of them on you right now, just, just kind of real quick. Isaiah 48.10, the Lord said, Behold, I have refined thee, but not with silver. I have chosen thee in the furnace of affliction. Here's the thing about that passage. See, putting the silver in that furnace with fire, and, and just in a similar fashion, putting us in that furnace of affliction, that is done to test and to, more importantly, purify the metal not to destroy it, okay? Jump over to Psalm 34, 19, says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Here's the thing about that. 
just kind of jumping out to me is that we wish we could escape our troubles. Okay. Almost always, you know, the, the pain of grief or loss or sorrow or failure or, or even just the, the small frustrations that we face on a daily basis that wear us down. You know, God promises to be our source of, of power and courage and wisdom in these times and help us through our problems. And sometimes he chooses to go ahead and deliver us from them. And that's one of the hardest things to do. And we're going to touch on that more in depth as we go. But that's one of the hardest things to do in times of trouble is not get frustrated with God, but instead to humble yourself and admit that you need his help. And then this is even harder to thank him for being by your side. Okay, let's jump over into Job real quick. Job over in chapter five, verses six through seven. Although affliction cometh not forth of the dust, neither does trouble spring out of the ground. So basically, even though trouble and affliction don't come out of anywhere, verse seven says, yet man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. As sure as the sparks from a fire go up toward the sky, man is born to trouble. Later on in verse 14, the first two verses, I'm sorry, in chapter 14, the first two verses, says, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. He comes forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. Few days, many trouble. He comes like a flower and he's cut down. He flees as a shadow and doesn't continue. It, it's, it's really, it's echoes of, well, I guess Solomon really would be echoes of Job because Job most likely, and I subscribe to this myself, Job was most likely before Solomon. Job most likely lived after Noah, but before Abraham. So right there in the middle. But it is kind of echoes of Ecclesiastes talking about basically vanity. Not like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so pretty, you know, look at my, you know, vanity in that sense. But vanity is in things are vain. They're, they're pointless. They're worthless. What's the point? You know, they're just a few days and lots of trouble. You come like a flower, but you cut down. What's the point? So kind of some echoes of Solomon there. And then, just to uh, take it, number one, to the New Testament, and number two, to the words of Christ himself. In John sixteen thirty three, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world, here's the big part, in the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Okay, it's going to happen. You're going to have issues. Sometimes life is going to suck, okay? It, it's not just, oh, it drives me insane. The world is not all sunshine and rainbows, okay? Especially when you're a Christian. It's a mean, horrible, nasty place that'll beat you to your ever-loving needs and, and, and leave you laying in a ditch, okay? It, it's, man, just today's fallen, especially today's fallen world it, it's just a god-awful terrible place it's not sunshine and, and rainbows and, and unicorns pooping skittles okay it's it's a terrible terrible place so you are going to have issues okay they are going to come rain is going to come and no amount of wishful thinking or positive vibes or preparation is going to keep away the rainy days. And 
I've had people tell me, oh, you're so negative. No, I'm not. I'm positive. It is going to rain. But here's the good news, okay? Well, to be fair, it, it really is good news with a repetition of the not-so-good news that you're going to have issues at some point, okay? If it ain't raining in your life right now, just wait. But the good news is that we have a strong refuge and shield in the Lord, okay? Over and over again, especially in the Psalms, God is called our refuge, okay, the safe place. The definition of refuge is a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. So the point that I want to make here, and the point I really want to drive home and make stick, is that you don't use a refuge just because. God is not called a refuge because, I don't know, because it sounds good. By definition, a refuge is a place that you go to when you're in trouble. One thing that I want to point out, I'm not real sure who I'm talking to, but you need to keep in mind that a refuge isn't necessarily a palace, okay? It might be like a, a rickety old only being held up by the termites and the grace of God because he knew you'd need it barn that keeps the rain from soaking your head and the wind from chilling your bones, okay? You're not going to be comfy and cozy and laying back on pillows of clouds staring at sunshine, but... And this is the really important part. You will be safe. You will survive. You will make it through the storm. That is the point of a refuge. Okay. And not only is God called our refuge over and over, but he's also called our shield. Can anybody guess where I'm going with this? Yeah. What's the point of a shield? To keep you safe in battle and protect you from harm. Okay. And... This is, you know, again, I, I feel like a broken record, but just the main point that I want to drive home, this, this is the part that we've got to get and we've got to grasp right off the top or everything else that we're going to talk about is just completely a waste of time. It's totally worthless. And, and I promise this is not as nihilistic as it seems, okay? But having a refuge and a shield does not mean that you're not going to face rain and battles, Okay, that is the entire reason for the existence of these two objects. Accept that and move on. But it means that when the rains do come, and they will, and the battles start raging, and they will, you have a shelter from the storms and a shield to protect you from the blows that life is swinging at you. And that is God our Father through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, guys, that's about going to close it out for this week. I don't want to harp on too much. Next week, we're going to, to talk about the, the why. We're going to get, start getting into that. Oh, I just got to drive that home. It's going to happen. Don't think you're not going to have trouble. Don't, 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 don't. Because you're going to, and if you got that mindset that, oh, well, it'll never happen to me, you know, because I got the Lord on my side, then, then when reality does rear its ugly head, and it will, it's going to destroy you. Not just emotionally and mentally, but spiritually as well. I have seen it time and time again, and I've almost been a victim of it myself, okay? And in, in, in this regard, in this particular topic i know what i'm talking about please 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 take one thing from this don't think you're not going to have trouble period please 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 don't do that so 
we're going to go ahead and close it out. Again, we're starting to get an audience. Uh, the the listener numbers are starting to go up, and I'm just incredibly humbled and, and grateful for that. And, uh, you know, to, here we go again, broken record. But, man, it's just it's true. It's so true. And I, I don't... I don't know. I guess this is one thing that I fail to put into words is just how thankful that I am because I know, you know, I mean, there's several podcasts I listen to, so I know how many options there are out there. You know, you you don't have to be spending your time listening to some dude in Alabama talking to a microphone right now, but you are. And for that, I am extremely grateful. But I do want to encourage you again, you know, leave a review on iTunes or, or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. And if you've got questions or prayer requests, especially prayer requests i would love to agree with you in prayer on something that you're dealing with reach out send me an email forgedinfirepodcast at gmail.com and i will get back with you as soon as possible and i guess this is where i'll go ahead and leave you for this week next week we're going to go ahead and get into some more again it's not as nihilistic as it seems i promise this is just going to be a heavy series but it's one that has got to be covered and so we'll dig into that more next week so until next time Spread the word, tell your friends, take care of yourselves, and God bless. Thanks, guys. Thank you for joining us here at Forged Empire Podcast. We know there are thousands of options out there, and we're thankful you've chosen to spend your time with us. We hope you've been encouraged and strengthened in your walk with God and encourage you to leave a review on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you listen to this show. Opening music is Aliens on the Loose by Bobby Cole, which can be licensed at songtrader.com. Questions, comments, prayer requests, or hate mail can all be sent to Forged and Fire Podcast at gmail.com or on our website at forgedandfirepodcast.org.